0: McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is
1: easy to play. It's much like hockey. It's much like basketball. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for a advances, takedowns, and more. It's the McGregor vs. Poirier rubber match. Get in on all the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. All throughout the week, that's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Friday, July the 9th, and this is our season finale edition of the show. We have reached the end. We have reached uh, the end of another uh, NHL season, wrapping up, of course, two nights ago with the Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup for a second straight year. Uh, incredible accomplishment by them. We will obviously give our thoughts on that to begin the show. Joined, as always, by Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy one final time uh, this uh, season. And Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, full marks to them. Um, I would rather not talk endlessly like the, some of the naysayers will about how they uh, circumvented the salary cap and that helped their cause this year. Sure, it did. But they took advantage of it. Uh, it was there. They were able to take advantage of it, and they did. so. You know, I actually give them credit for doing that. The bottom line is this is a Tampa Bay Lightning team that still, when you look at this team the last two seasons, they have been unmatched in terms of four forward lines of depth with all four lines. You know how much of a luxury and a rarity it is that a coach can just go line one through line four and get just consistency and the threat of a goal from each of those lines. All four lines, all 12 forwards. That's very, very special when you get that. And Tampa Bay certainly had that uh, throughout the season, both of these Stanley Cup runs. The defense, I mean, I know Hedman and Sergachev and McDonough who are just pillars of strength on that blue line. They are the ultimate uh, you know, headliners of that blue line. But let's keep in mind the uh, depth defenseman who I thought played outstanding as well, Turnak, Ruda, you go on down, they were absolutely terrific as well for the uh, Lightning in these playoffs, and, and they were difference makers on that back end. And, of course, you know you got to have elite goaltending, and you got to have goaltending that is spectacular if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, especially back-to-back Stanley Cups. And Tampa Bay had that with Andre uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, incredible job by them, you know, uh, and a team that we know is going to look a lot different going into next season. There was just no way that they are going to be keeping this, the majority of this group together. The salary cap issues with expiring contracts that they're going to have to navigate their way through. And a team that, look, you know, not just going to lose a couple of guys. We could be looking at four, five, hell, maybe even six key members of this team not returning next year uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So this team is going to look a little bit different. But when you've accumulated the depth and you've stockpiled it the way the Lightning have, You know, I don't think they're going to drop off the face of the uh, earth next year and the odds board. And we will get to that right at the end of the show. A little look into next year with the futures board, the early futures uh, for next year, 2022. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning still will be a very, very tough, good team and a competitive team next year. Will they have that what it, that extra gear that it takes to win a Stanley Cup again? That remains to be seen. On the flip side, I do want to acknowledge the Montreal Canadiens as well for an outstanding season, an outstanding playoff run. It fell short, but look, the work ethic, the will, the desire, uh, it was just unrelenting for Montreal. Unfortunately for them, what happened, they just ran into a team that had a little bit deeper with their four lines a defense that was terrific one through six whereas montreal you couldn't quite count on the five six defensemen quite as much in that series and then of course uh price was good but he was out goaltended a little bit by vasilevsky and that was the difference but warriors throughout that montreal lineup to have the run they had beat vegas you know not give up after going down three nothing at least find a way to win in overtime to send this series back to game five avoid getting swept and then you know, one nothing. I think you can hold your head high that, you know, in Tampa, you held that Tampa team to one goal and only lost one nothing, and you gave everything you could uh, in that game. So, Montreal, credit to them. Uh, a very fine season uh, overall, and we'll see what the future holds for them. Certainly, expectations will be raised significantly for Montreal. Speaking of raised. Pay is going to go up for Dominic Ducharme. The interim tag is certainly going to be removed from his name. I'm sure he'll become the permanent head coach there, and rightfully so. But uh, certainly a lot to build on for Montreal. Disappointing end, but when you can build around Cole Caulfield and you can build around Kotkin Kotkaniemi and Nick Suzuki and your young core up front and a good young defenseman for a long time to come in the likes of you – know you got Sherratt, who was breakout season, I thought, for him. You've got Romanov, who's going to be great for a long time. There's lots to be excited about for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Alex, uh, we'll start with you with final thoughts on the uh, Stanley Cup final itself.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's incredibly hard to win a Stanley Cup, but it's it's even harder to try to win it back-to-back. And for Tampa Bay to do that, you know, like I said, despite how they might have got the job done, uh, nonetheless, they were able to accomplish that feat. Uh, you know, it's a hell of a run for this team. You know, you think about it, just all the years that they've been in the Cup final, or you know, made it to a conference final. This is a you know a team that has played a ton of playoff hockey, but to still be able uh, to find ways to close out series now five straight series going back to last year's Cup final with a shutout. Uh, that's a tremendous feat by Andre Vasilevsky. That's why he won the Conn Trophy. That's why he's arguably the best goaltender in the world right now, and probably will be for years to come. This team, even though they're going to have to break things apart, uh, they have to break things apart eventually uh they're going to be uh you know you know a team that has to rebuild at some point but it's not going to happen right away you know okay they lose a few pieces here and there but they still have enough depth and talent where you know things go back to the original divisions uh they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with and like you said Montreal the team that's going to be hanging around there I, I would like to think that when the NHL schedule pops up opening night would be Montreal at Tampa Bay uh I, I think everybody would love to see that be the opening night rematch Definitely going to be a revenge on Montreal's mind, especially if they got to be in the building when the banner goes up. So uh, that's something that you know I'm hoping that would be the case, especially with you know the Kucherov comments and all the different things. The storyline writes itself uh, for a, a great game one next year, should that be the case. So, uh, but like I said, you know, hats off to, to to both teams for making it as far as they did with how crazy of a season it was. Uh, you know, didn't think these two teams would meet each other and definitely didn't think either team would make the pattern that they did. I mean, Tampa Bay, keep in mind, they didn't even win the division uh, in in the Central. They kind of fell off a little bit. People were wondering, okay, maybe, you know, they ran out of steam. We talk about these teams that make the playoffs year after year, sometimes running out of steam. But it seemed like, no, they were able to pick up the steam at the right time and, 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 you know, make their run through the playoffs and beat some quality teams in the process. You know, you can say what you want about Montreal as well. Okay, the you know, the all-Canadian division, you know, was a bit weak. We we knew that going in, but you know they beat the top teams in that division. We have, everybody thought Toronto was going to make a nice run. Everybody thought Edmonton was ready to make a run, uh, and, and that wasn't the case. It was Montreal that you know played t- solid team hockey. They got great goaltending, but they played four balanced lines. They the defense, you know, they played them, you know, all the way down to the bone basically, uh, and they were able to, to make this kind of a run. So you know, I don't think they're going to completely fall off the face of the earth next year. They're going to be a, more than likely be a playoff contender. Even though they've got to get back to playing the, the likes of Boston, the likes of Florida, uh, Tampa Bay on a regular basis, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And, and I'm looking forward to next season. You know, we had a 32 second team in the league with Seattle. Uh, you know, and like I said, everything shapes up back to normal as far as the length of games and, and the regular opponents. So, uh, you know, it'll be nice to, to have this break. But I'm definitely looking forward to see what the future holds uh, with this new 32 team league and, and how the division shape up moving forward. Yeah, no question. I think Montreal's got a bright
1: future ahead. And look, things are going to be a little bit different for Tampa Bay. Uh, You know, I think they will drop a little bit. It's just a question of how much. Obviously, the Nikita Kucherov press conference has got everybody's attention. I'm torn on it because, you know, his comments, obviously a little disingenuous, just a little. You know, to the Montreal fans saying, you know what, uh, they're cheering like they won the Stanley Cup with that game four win, uh, saying their their real Stanley Cup final was the last series against Vegas. Part of me was like, I don't know if that was necessary for him to say that. But part of me is also like, we're crying out in this league for guys with some personality, some gusto, to, to give us something interesting. You know, and and funny and and off the cuff instead of the same old, oh, we got to get pucks in deep. We got to be better. We got to do this, da-da-da-da-da. The same old boring shit all the time in those press conferences. He gave you that. Now, maybe it was obviously, I think, uh, three sheets to the wind and uh, uh, maybe six to 12 beers deep by that time. Uh, Kucherov, but still, he gave you something pretty uh, a great soundbite. And this league, often we want more of that from the players. Something that's going to, you know, it's going to. Pe- you're going to see that, you know, on on an ESPN Sports Center all the time. You, you did see that quite a bit with what Kucherov said. and it's, Look, going into this new TV deal with ESPN and Turner, I can guarantee you they want to accentuate the personalities and you know just some, you know, what these players in terms of their personality, what they could possibly have behind them and not just the same old, you know, mundane, you know, cookie cutter, you know, statements that a lot of players make after a hockey game to the media, it, you know, that we, we sometimes want to see stuff like that. And uh, definitely Kucherov gave us a, a legendary soundbite there that I'm sure, you know, they'll, they'll be playing that back in the, uh, uh, you know, 5, 10, 15, uh, 20 years from now. So, yeah, I mean, some of it was, yeah do you really want to beat down the Montreal fan when they're already down? But uh, some of me at the uh, so part of me at the same time is saying, wow, we need some more of that color. We need some more of that kind of a personality uh, in the NHL from these players more often. Uh, Jimmy, what are your th- final thoughts here on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning repeating as champs?
2: Well, be- before I get to that, I'll just uh, I'll follow up on, you know, Kucherov. I mean, I agree with you. I want to see more flavor. I want to see more personality and everything. But to me, that was completely classless. I, and and I'm sorry. I, I bartend part time, you know, sometimes when in the off season and everything. So I'm around a lot of drunks and he was something else than drunk. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Uh, if you if you go back and you listen to how many times he snorted his nose and then his eyeballs were popping out of his head. Yeah, that's you know, true. I'm sorry, a big man like that does not get that drunk that fast off a couple Bud Lights. Something no. else accelerated him to be in the situation, or the, you know, the condition he was in. And furthermore, having seen this before you let him go out there, what the hell was a Tampa Bay PR team thinking? I mean, I would not have let him go out there. I I just wouldn't. I'd be like, you know what, guys? He uh, he had to go get some treatment right after the game. He heard something. You know, he's been battling this, whatever. He promises he'll speak to you when we do our media wrap-up in a couple days. Really apologize. And so what? The reporters get pissed off and and bitch. But big deal. You save yourself from embarrassment. Everyone's looking at this like it's great. No, I think it's embarrassing to leak. I think it's really embarrassing when you have a player call out a fan base that basically bleeds hockey, okay, and has been cooped up in, in their homes for so long and still really is to an extent. There's still some restrictions there that weren't allowed in their arena. Why do you think they're all out in the street? What a bonehead statement. The only reason they're all out there is they can't be in the rink. And, and, and so for him to shit on them like that, I just, I can't wait to the next time he steps on the ice in the Bell Center, and I really hope you know they they've done some pretty bad stuff to players up there, man. I I wouldn't mind seeing a battery go off his head. Fuck him. I'm sorry. I I thought that was wow. just classless, and I, I don't I don't think it's good for the game. I don't. I think personality's great, but I don't think a guy tutted up out of his mind is great for the game.
1: You know it's funny. He staggered onto the, uh, the 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 area where they were doing the press conferences with the uh, guys that were there on the mic before his press conference yeah. He just traipsed in and <laughs> crashed the party. So to speak. you can tell right away that hey, he's got some. He's under the influence of something, right? right. now. Yeah. So I
2: so I I I tweeted that out. You know, and like uh, uh, there's this show. I don't know if you guys ever watch this on Amazon Prime. I highly suggest it. It's with uh, the actress Anna Paquin. She yeah. was in True Blood way back in the day. Yeah. So it's about like, you know, basically they're fixers. They go around and like they're they, all their clients are big Hollywood stars or musicians. And when they get in a, you know, a bind, they got to fix it and and write the script well and do the PR for them. And so they retweeted my tweet and like, somebody needed us here today. Like, it was just like, like, how did they let him go out? That's the, I, I have a more issue with him. Like, Hey, you know what? God bless him. I'm not going to knock a guy for party. And that's not my issue. My issue is the things he said. And my bigger issue is that they let him go out there like that because I they, it could have gone a lot worse, actually, than it did. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, if he had gone on and they kept the questions going, sometimes they don't know when to pull him out. That could have gone for, like, really done some damage to him, to the team, and to the league. But it is what it is. As far as the Tampa Bay Lightning go, guys, look, everybody right now is saying, oh, screw them. They were playing over the cap and they were cheating and all this. Hey, they didn't cheat. And and I am never going to sit here and knock anyone growing up in New England and and looking what I just watched with the New England Patriots, who basically (laughs) abused the the salary cap. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning belichipped the the salary cap. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you can do it, if you can figure out a way to do it, God bless you. If the other GMs don't like it, well, then stop voting against change to that rule. I mean, they've had a chance two years straight, and it's been unanimous to keep it the way it is. So... But I just find it funny when other teams are complaining about them, and you know you hear other players say, "Okay, well, you, you got a problem then complain to your GM because it's his fault that this isn't changing right now. So until that happens, I think people need to pipe down and really actually give Julian Brisis and to an extent, Steve Eisman before him and all their capologists they have there. I don't know their names specifically, but what an amazing job they did. And you know, Alex, you referenced that, you know, teams hit wall, and did we think that Tampa Bay was going to hit a wall there, or were they hitting a wall and they went in that little rut there? well, there was two guys that didn't hit any wall because they were fresh as anything, and that helped. I'm not arguing, I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to say that that didn't help them. I'm just saying don't complain about the whole salary cap issue because it's all within the rules. And if you want it to change, then vote it out. And as far as Montreal Canadiens go, you guys know how I feel about them. I mean, my hat goes off to them. Just an amazing run. I'm I'm reading a tweet right now about Jeff Petrie. I don't know if you guys saw it, on why he had the bloodshot eyes.
1: No, remember when he uh, played that
2: game. And he came back yeah. and they, that's yes. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So apparently,
2: saw when he dislocated right. his finger and he was on the bench, he told them to put it back into place. And when he did, uh, when they did, he passed out and his blood vessels in his eye popped.
0: Oh, okay, that makes there sense. You know. Yeah,
2: and he went out yeah. and played.
0: Yeah, I mean, All and right. that's
2: like you were just saying, and I think it was you, Alex. I mean, that's what I love about the playoffs, guys. Yeah. I mean, just the the warrior mentality. Alex Kalorn saying, "If there's a game six, I'm going to play." And he had what was it a broken ankle or yeah. something. I mean, he, had a,
0: no, he had a broken leg and he had a rod inserted in his leg. Oh, yeah, that's like right. Alex 30, Killorn, yeah Forty eight hours afterward.
2: that's it. Put me in I there. Mean, I'll
1: put me in there. I'm ready. And I could be yeah. there as as game six. brought me
2: back, guys. I think I would have played story. if they
1: went to game yeah. six. Unbelievable! That's why I love these guys and I yeah. love the sport. And I love. You these remember as nails, all of them. You
2: remember the Blackhawks Bruins in 2013, and yeah. when the Blackhawks beat them, I'm, I'm walking over and I'm just positioning myself over by Patrice Bergeron's stall, and I knew how hurt he was, and I yeah. couldn't write it, but I knew what was going yeah. on, and he's coming over, and they're, they're holding him up, and the PR guy says, get over here and help me get him to his locker. That, that's wow. the condition wow. he was in, and he played through that pretty much from game three on with a pair of broken uh, ribs, a punctured lung, and a dislocated shoulder. Wow. And I literally like, just nudged into him so he wouldn't fall over as he was speaking to the media. And that, like, I'll never forget that image. I will never forget that as long as I live. And that's what these guys are about, man. There's just something about the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's why I think it's the best goddamn tournament in sports. I don't care what anyone says. Because
1: you'll just, you'll play through broken, you know, fibulas, broken legs, broken, uh, you know, separated shoulders. You know, know, you've got uh, pulled groins in the case of, I believe, Brendan Gallagher, who also had a couple other injuries that he played through. What a tough son of a little son of a gun that guy is. Uh, for the uh, Canadians and uh, I know the offense didn't you know get there for him like it would like the Habs were hoping but the ability to for him to play through all the pain he went through it for all of them I mean and, and Killorn's unbelievable like he's got a rod basically inserted and says you know what game six if we go that far and we have to go back to Montreal put me in I'm ready I'll, I'm going to play uh, and that's just yeah. a testament to just how insanely tough Mentally, not just physically. Physically tough, it goes without saying how tough they are. Mentally, because that's oh, a drain on you pain. mentally yeah. when you're in that much pain and you're hurting yeah. that much. And to overcome that mentally and not only overcome it but play, and in some cases still play well and make an impact yeah, and help your team. Yeah. It's unreal. That's the, the word, unreal, to be honest.
2: Yeah. My, friend, my friend owns a CBD uh, company, and he always said – I should hang out after a locker room after the Stanley Cup players are off and make a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, Here you go, guys. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, no, uh, it's, a, it's an incredible uh, show of determination, too. I mean, the Stanley Cup, you will go above and beyond. You will do whatever it takes. You know, you'll play through, in most cases, whatever injury I've got to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And that's what makes this sport so beautiful. And it's still the best looking trophy in any sport around uh-huh. the world. It's not even close. You, I mean, you look at that Stanley Cup. You look at some of these rinky-dink little piddly little trophies that yeah. some of the other sports have. There's no doubt the Stanley Cup, the most, the be- most beautiful trophy uh, in the world in, in all of sports. In my mind, I've said that from the very beginning, yep. and I still uh, stand by that. Uh, to this day. So that's the Stanley Cup final. Um, Jimmy, I know we'll get to a a look at the Futures board next season briefly, and then we'll wrap up the show. But first, uh, there's this Taylor Hall stuff. You've been on top of that. Uh, Bruins looking to uh, obviously wanting at least interested in bringing him back. Why not? With the way he played after they acquired him from Buffalo in the regular season, especially in the playoffs, especially early in the playoffs, he played really well for them in the first two rounds. But there's competition. Uh, and there's uh, there's competition and there's other teams certainly sniffing around when it comes to uh bringing on Taylor Hall going into uh, next season, isn't there?
2: Yeah, and, and one of them, you know, Darren Drager reported is the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I they're a very interesting case to I me. Mean, that you know, reading his report kind of got me thinking again and got me back in off season mode. But the Leafs are going to be a very interesting team to watch because I think he's looking at it and saying, Well, they, they may lose Zach Hyman, so they're going to bring Hall in if they, if they can get that. But I don't know. Still, I don't know how they fit him under the cap, how they get him signed to a long-term deal. But what I think this does, there is mutual interest from both sides, the Bruins and Taylor Hall. They both express they want to get this done. Taylor Hall even indicated money is not an issue to me. But now we're going to see, okay, is he going to back up his words there and take a hometown discount or not? And I don't blame him if he doesn't. That you know, this could be his chance, at a, his last chance at a really big contract, or does he say I can sign here for three years and and kind of let the Bruins uh, give it one more run here with the Bergeron and Marchand Krejci core? If they bring back Krejci, Rascal is an interesting thing because he's he's hurt, he's having surgery in a week, I think, and he's expected to be out till February, and he's unrestricted free agent. So do you sign him? Like I I don't know how you handle that, or you just wait. I think everything you'd see with a lot of these teams, the Bruins are going to be one of them though. A lot of this stuff is completely, as we know, going to hinge on the NHL expansion draft. And that's why the list that goes in a week from tomorrow is going to be very interesting, I think, because I think we'll get a clearer picture of how the trade market and the free agent markets will shake out once we see the the list.
1: Yeah, no question. And uh, it's a look, the NHL season is over. But the offseason is just getting underway. It's an exciting This
0: is, a, this is, exciting season. This is uh,
1: even more fun with the expansion draft for the yep. Seattle Kraken uh, taking place to get it all started. That will take place Wednesday, July 21st in prime time as well at night. Uh, so I'm sure there will be a lot of coverage for that Wednesday night, July 21st, the Seattle Kraken having their expansion draft. Of course, by Monday, I believe, is when teams have to release their uh, list uh, of players that they are going to leave unprotected. Uh, for potential drafting by the Kraken. So that's going to be an exciting time. We've got the draft uh, right after that, a few days later. And then, of course, we're going to have free agency uh, July 28th. I mean, it's going to be uh, right around the corner. And uh, we'll definitely have coverage. Like, even though this is our last official fish- in this format where we go every day or almost every day throughout the season, this is our final show of the season. We're still going to have uh, shows on a pre recorded basis uh, throughout the summer recap the expansion draft. I can't wait to pick apart and dissect that Seattle Kraken roster uh, With following the expansion draft. We're going to recap the draft a little bit and free agency and do content for that uh, throughout the summer. So even though we're going on holidays from our everyday format, we're not disappearing completely between now uh, and uh, late September uh, right before the season begins when we probably get back on the air with our preview shows and get ready to go every day again. Uh, we will still have a lot of uh, good shows and good content regarding the offseason uh, throughout the uh, summer right here uh, on the ice, guys. Uh, before we say our grand goodbyes uh, for this season, we uh, this has been a tradition. Actually, every year we've done the show, going back to the first incarnation of the show, even before Jimmy joined the uh, crew uh, a couple of years ago. One thing we always did on our season finale show, we take an early look at the NHL Stanley Cup futures for next season, uh, 2022, just an early look, you know, where's, where's some value right now. What could we possibly see in terms of just gut feel right now? What would you be interested maybe in betting right now, keeping in mind, you know, many teams are going to change quite a bit in terms of how they look between now uh, and the start of the season uh, after free agency, but definitely you're always interested in how teams are going to fare here as of right now on the futures board. Uh, and still in a lot of spots, Tampa Bay is a co-favorite, you know, to win the Stanley Cup next season with the Colorado Avalanche. You know, I'm seeing Tampa Bay plus 450, plus 500 right there with Colorado atop the futures board uh, next year. Uh, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights just behind both of them at 6-1. to one. The Carolina Hurricanes, 11-1. To the Toronto Maple Leafs, who still haven't won a playoff round, but yet still the fifth highest favorite. Uh, On the Stanley Cup board, 11 to 1. Uh, The Boston Bruins, 16 to 1. Montreal Canadiens, 22 to 1. We've got the Islanders and the Penguins, 25 to 1. Capitals, 25 to 1. Look at the respect suddenly for the Minnesota Wild, 25 to 1. You know, it's been a while that they've been that high, you know, to win the Stanley Cup prior to a season. Uh, We've got uh, Rangers Oilers 25 to 1, Panthers 28 to 1, Flyers 30 to 1, Stars 33 to 1, Jets 40 to 1, Blues 50 to 1, Flames 50 to 1, Predators 50 to 1, Kings Canucks 65 to 1, Seattle Kraken in their debut season in the NHL, 75 to 1, right alongside the likes of the Ottawa Senators, who are also 75 to 1. And then behind them, you've got the Devils 100 to 1. Alex's Chicago Blackhawks 100 to 1. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets 100 to 1. San Jose Sharks 100 to 1. Anaheim Ducks 125 to 1. Arizona Coyotes 125 to 1. Of course, just announced that Andre Tourney uh, would be their uh, new head coach uh, just recently. Sabres 200 to 1. And Detroit Red Wings uh, 225 to 1. Bringing up the rear uh, on the uh, futures board. This is just initial value, where these prices are, what interests me, based on what these teams look like right now. And the one that stands out, two of them, actually, in the eastern side of the ledger, Florida Panthers, New York Rangers, uh, for me, uh, both of those. Look, Panthers, to me, going into next year, they got a little taste of success, a little taste of the playoffs, played the eventual champs. And I thought, you know, of all the teams that played Tampa Bay in these playoffs, Florida really gave them a good series when you look back on it, comparing what Florida did to what Montreal did, what the Islanders did, what Carolina did against Tampa in the playoffs. Florida gave them a good go go, uh, in that first round. And that Panthers team should be even better. I would think they're going to transition to Spencer Knight being the guy finally in some way, shape, or form. He's, I think, proven he's ready uh, maybe to take on the number one job full time. 28-1 to on the Florida Panthers is definitely uh, a price that I can get behind them. And the New York Rangers, 25-1 to uh, on the board right now. I love the Gerard Gallant hire. I can't help but think it's a slam dunk hire. It is a winning hire. It's going to be a great hire. And he is a guy that's gotten immediate results. Immediate results from his team when he takes over. Sometimes that first year you need some time to get the team to a level you're hoping to eventually get them to. Not with Gallant, you know, not when you showed what he could do with Vegas. First-year expansion team all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, This Rangers team, I think Adam Fox is a defenseman that's going to be outstanding in this league for a long time to come. He showed that this year. They've got to shore that up. I think they'll make an an onus and a a focus on doing that uh, in free agency. They've got their goalie of the future and Shesterkin, who I think is only going to get better. Offense ain't their issue. They've got more than enough. Uh, up front, there's no question. Panarin and Sabanajad and Kako finally started to wake up from his slumber late last season. Alexi Lafreniere is going to be a whole lot better uh, in his second season uh, in the league. There's just a lot to like with this New York Rangers team. They can flat out score goals. Their defense, I think, is going to improve. The goaltending is there, which is Sturken, And now they got the coach, a winning coach who knows what he's doing, can get the most out of his team. So those are the two that stand out big time to me. Ah, uh, Florida Panthers, New York Rangers on the futures board. Uh, bets that I wouldn't be, my, I wouldn't mind taking, betting right now, uh, either of those teams to win the Stanley Cup next season in the twenty-one twenty-two season. Uh, Alex, uh, initial. Uh, Thoughts and opinions here on that
0: futures board for next season. Yeah, I mean, both the teams you just mentioned uh, would be great looks. Somebody asked me, you know, after uh, the cup and you know, final ended, you know, uh, if I had to give one team out to win a cup, I would. I would say the New York Rangers. The way they kind of fell off last year seemed to be a bit of an aberration. I feel like things now, especially with Gallant behind the bench and a more regular format going to help them move forward you know those guys those younger guys getting a, a, a year of experience even though it's not a full season but still you know being able to move forward and and, and have more regularity i think things will look a lot smoother for, for that club uh moving along especially in that metropolitan Where we talk about teams that could be dropping off like philadelphia like uh i'm sorry like pittsburgh and washington for example teams that have been great for years but they're getting a bit older and could be taking a step down so that youth movement in the metro and, and just in the eastern division the eastern conference overall we talked about you know montreal florida those teams could be making their rise while we see the the, the bostons and pittsburgh's and washington's kind of step down a bit so uh that shift could be happening on the, on the eastern side of the board for the west uh you know i talked about the la kings i think they're a team that could be on the rise i don't you know you look at the the, the mix-up of things going on in that division that pacific division Obviously, it's still Vegas at the top, but we don't know what kind of shakeups they could have. Obviously, Golden is going to be the question mark once again going into the offseason before he come back. They try to move Leonard. Uh, you know, what ha- what happens there? They also have some cap issues they've got to try to work around as well. Uh, Edmonton seems like they could be a team that might fall off at any point in time, especially if David starts talking about he wants to get out of town which that could happen, you know, who knows? I mean, they said things have been moving as smoothly as they possibly could for now, but the way that they were out of the, the playoffs this last year, they've got some questions they need to answer within themselves. Calgary's not really ready yet. San Jose's not really ready yet. Anaheim, especially if they end up losing John Gibson, they could still be in trouble for a while. So I think the LA Kings might be a team to look out for in the West uh, in the, in the futures market, especially if they can make a splash in a free agency. Uh, I wouldn't be betting them to win the Stanley Cup, but a team to look out for just in general because they really don't have their roster set up. And they've got a ton of money to play with Is the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I mean, they've got a ton of cap space and they could actually really, you know, they've got a, a good young core. They could make a couple of moves here or there and they won't have trouble getting free agents like some teams back in the day. I think, you know, think about my Hawks back in the 2000s. Nobody wanted to play there because of the, you know the ship with ownership or what what have you. People wouldn't mind going to Detroit and try to restore the glory that that you know hockey town had from, you know, 20 years ago. So they could make a, a big splash and all of a sudden be – you know, players in that Atlantic, like I said, they can be part of that youth movement that, you know, tries to move up with, you know, and, and, and take over the spots that uh, the, you know, Tampa Bay's and, and and Boston's had in that division. So I would definitely look out for them. Like I said, maybe not for to win the cup or even win the division, but definitely a team that I'll have If They can make the right moves during the offseason in the next few weeks. They might be a team worth betting on uh, moving forward next season.
1: Yeah, there we go. So not so much Stanley Cup futures with Detroit, but uh, definitely bet on in terms of can you make money and bet you know game to game with Detroit and be a profitable team through 82 games. And remember, next year, guys, it's going to be so good. Like, full disclosure for me, it was a losing season in the NHL for me this year. And it was only my third down season in in nine, I should say, six and three in terms of profitable seasons overall in my lifetime. And this year was a down season for me. I'm convinced uh, it'll be better just based on the fact next year we're going back to normal back to the way we've become accustomed to handicapping NHL hockey, 82-game season starting in October. And I'm looking forward to that for sure uh, next season. And uh, I think that's where I'm, I feel I'm more most comfortable. I, I do my best with it. Uh, it'll be nice to get back to that. None of this nonsense this year where we had the same teams playing each other three, four games in a row you know, in the same building. Uh, it was just awkward. Everybody played in the same division. Uh, it's going to be nice to getting back to the traditional style of an NHL schedule yeah.
0: next year, 100%. You, you make a great point with that, too, because I know we're both kind of schedule-based handicappers, especially, I'd say me, probably even more, trends with travel, trends with, yeah. you know, like I said, we talk about you know first game back off a long road trip. We get the long road trips back. We get the cross-country trips. You know, you got teams, you know, playing in Canada and now going back to the U.S. So we talk talking about for the last two years, year and a half, where teams haven't had to do extensive travel. Those first few road trips, look for teams who have to open the season on the road and play three, four, five games before getting home. Those are going to be spots that we want to circle even more than usual. So, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to the. I'm probably looking forward more to the schedule release than I am even free agency in the expansion draft because that's definitely going to be something I'm going to be kind of, you know, combing over and looking for spots to, okay, this is where, you know, these teams are going to be traveling, you know, uh, you know where their big home stands are, where their big road, road trips are. That's something that's going to really factor in more. And, of course, the crowd as well. We got to factor home ice advantage in for the first time in over two years as well. So those things that we didn't have in our arsenal this season – come back into play. And I think that's going to make for a lot more profit for pretty much anybody who's betting hockey uh, moving forward. And the
1: East coast to West coast road trips and the West coast to East coast road trips, uh, again, because of the way the schedule was this year, and uh, the, the divisional format, I should say, was this year. Some people didn't have to make it. Most teams didn't have to make any long road trips. They just didn't. And for some teams that next season, when they have that five, six, seven game road trip, an East coast team to the West coast or a West coast team to the East coast team, guess what? It's going to be their first long travel in a road trip scenario in over a year and a half and in almost two years in some instances so you talk about an adjustment and how tricky that could be that very first time experiencing that in that long of a time a year and a half to two years that's where we're kind of thinking some of these travel spots could be even a greater bet against this season than it's been you know in recent years
0: And, and one more thing i'll add to that too Keep in mind, like I said, these are guys that have been cooped up, especially talk about the Canadian teams. They've been cooped up for the last couple of years as well, just playing in their bubble, haven't really been going out. So when, you know, the, the Toronto's and Edmonton's get back down to Vegas and and, and Florida in the middle of the winter, you know, we can definitely see some of those spots where they might be enjoying themselves with that extra day. And of course, now the team's going West. You got to add one more West coast travel trip to Seattle uh, so that that just even throws another wrinkle where teams are probably used to doing certain things for that Western uh, Canadian quadrant. Now they've got to throw in another you know travel spot, another day or two with Seattle coming to the league.
1: Yeah, the Leafs, for instance, is an example, Ottawa and Montreal, you could probably say that to Buffalo, all those teams, and uh, they've often had to uh, Boston. They've had to do the Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. They usually do one after another after another. Well, now that's going to add one more to that. Seattle would certainly fall into that Western Canadian road trip. I think Seattle, they'd tack on Seattle you know, to that road trip for a lot of teams. When you go through the Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver corridor, you got to tack on Seattle to that now uh, on that road trip. So it's going to make you right for even longer road trips in uh, certain uh, situations. So definitely things to watch, uh, lots of things to look forward to next year and definitely to be mindful of in terms of spots and scheduling uh, from a betting perspective going into next year as well. Uh, Jimmy, uh, have at it with your thoughts on the uh, futures market uh, going into next season and some teams that you think might uh, give you give it some value as of right now, maybe to win the cup.
2: Well, you know what? I mean, the other day, I think they must have said somebody, I think the guy's named Jimmy Shapiro, he sends all the media, the, the updated odds, and he sent it like within 10 minutes. of Tampa's still raising a cup, skating around the ice, and he's already got the futures out. And I'm like, geez. Oh,
1: they don't waste time. They get right on, on it right, right away. And
2: they look at him like, well, you know, why is Colorado ahead of them? You know, like Colorado's done nothing but choke in the playoffs. And, and Tampa just proved. I mean, they're, they're a dynasty. But, you know, I took a breather and stepped back, and you start to think about it. I mean, I think you referenced it earlier in the show, but, uh, you know, think about Tampa Bay. That whole third line could be gone, and that's that's a big part of their team, especially in the playoffs. I mean, they've got guys like Joseph and Gord they'll be able to keep, but, I mean, you know, Coleman or Goudreau, those guys could be gone. There's yeah. a very, very good chance of that, whether it's through expansion draft, uh, you know, free agency, what have you. They're going to lose some important players. The other thing I worry about with Tampa Bay and why I wouldn't be so quick to jump on them, uh, to t- pull a three-peat. Well, one, we haven't. I don't. When, when have we ever had a three-peat since in, since the salary cap error? No, right? We no. only had two back-to-back. So, we'll
1: be getting to Islanders territory and
2: Oilers territory. Uh, yeah, it's the last three-peat, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, from the 80s. just be careful on that because another thing you, you bring it up, Ian, we are going back to normal, but it's for these players in their bodies. I don't think they're going to be normal until two seasons from now. They are going to hit a wall fast here. Once they start to get into the grind of the season, and God forbid they look, I love seeing NHLs in the Olympics, but I think this is a bad time to do it because if they have a condensed schedule after everything they just went through for the last year and a half and, and the little amount of time their bodies have had off to recuperate, you're gonna see a ton of injuries. And that's something I think we're really gonna have to pay attention to next year. I think we're gonna see the most injuries you've seen in a long, long time. And it's gonna affect the way games are you know bet on. And you brought it up. Another thing I thought was great by you, Alex, was the LA Kings. I'm telling you right now, guys, I I know somebody deep in that organization, and he's been feeding me a lot of stuff recently. They are busy already, they are gonna be major, major players in free agency and in the trade market. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see Jack Eichel end up there. They will go out and get a couple defensemen as well. Uh, The Ottawa Senators, guys, let's not sleep on them. I mean, they were a borderline playoff team last year. They owned Montreal, who ended up in a Stanley Cup final. And, you know, you look at the talent they had and how many times they surprised us. How many many times did they make people lose money, right? I mean, the Ottawa Senators were that sleeper team. And we predicted in the beginning of the year – Watch out for them. They're going to they're gonna be annoying. They're going to be that team you don't want to face down the stretch when you're looking ahead to the playoffs and you're battling for points. You don't want to play them. And even more so now, I think they take the next step and they make the playoffs this year. So if you can bet the Ottawa Senators to make the playoffs, I would do that right now.
1: And look, Montreal is proof. Dallas last year's proof. When you bet in the futures, just want someone that you think is going to get in the playoffs at this point. Yeah. That's all you well, want. You want someone playoffs. that you think is going to get in the playoffs. Yep. We've seen we, we've seen these Cinderella runs time and time and time again. And these teams that maybe barely get in by the skin of their teeth, just get red hot, play their best at playoff time, and then go on that run. So that's the, what you're really keying in on. Just look to lock in a team that you think can get in the playoffs, and if you think they could turn it on and get hot at the right time at Stanley Cup playoff time, all of a sudden you've got a live ticket at a great price.
2: Yeah, you know, and I think you look. That's a great example there. You bring up Montreal and Dallas, right? Those teams were built for playoff runs. They yeah. all they wanted to do was slide into the playoffs, and then we'll go from there, and we'll we'll go on a run. And that was Mark Bergevin's plan. It was a huge gamble, and it, and it, it, you you got, you got to agree, it paid off. But it almost paid off tremendously. But it paid off. I, I you know they gave their fan base uh, the best playoff run they've seen uh, since 1993. So I mean, it, that was an amazing thing what happened with them, but. Yeah, pick that team. Who's going to be that team next year? What team – look at their defense. What team's stocking up on physical defenders? What team is trying to bulk up on the blue line so they can clear out guys? Because if you look at the the last, what, three teams to win the Stanley Cup, they've all had a bruising top four. The St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals, and now the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's been essential in the playoffs. So if you start to see teams like that and maybe they're – you know, they're not really getting the respect, jump on it because those are the teams that are going to be tough in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think four lines of depth matter. I mean, you want to look at third and fourth lines now uh, in terms of determining which teams could go deep in the play. Obviously, you want the top-end talent, but I want those third lines that can play both ways for me, both ends of the ice, defensively responsible, but also chip in goals like a Gaudreau Coleman third line did constantly throughout the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you find those teams, the third and fourth line, they check, but they can pop in offense for you, That's a dangerous team come April, May, and June at playoff time. And that's exactly what I think you want to look for when you're doing Stanley Cup futures now. It's been a resurgence of, well, now you can't just have top-heavy teams. you got to have the four lines. you got to have at least four good defensemen, if not a great six defensemen like Tampa Bay had. Uh, That's what you need. Uh, And, of course, it goes without saying goaltending. So uh, you want that complete deep forward group, at least four to six defensemen that can all play at a high level and you don't have to worry about, like Montreal, that was eventually what got them. They had to play the top four so much and eventually, you know, it caught up to them when they're facing a team like Tampa Bay. You want six really sturdy defensemen. They're not all obviously going to be a defenseman, but, you know, like I said many many times, Ruda and um, Chernak for Tampa Bay, you know, down the uh, blue line depth chart a little bit. They're not A defenseman, but they're solid, like B minus B defenseman. That's how good they were for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you've got that in your five, six spots, you're going to be tough, you know, during the Stanley Cup playoffs, tough to beat. Uh, and that's definitely something we saw uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning and their back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I like Jimmy's thought with Ottawa. I, I left them off my uh, list of teams, but uh, certainly would consider them. We know how good they were this year. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, they were one of the better teams in the North Division record-wise in the last month or so of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and just made m- m- imagine how much better uh, they could be going into next season with another year of experience so under their belt.
2: They've yeah, got a exactly. of cap space, man. And they've, and go look at their prospect pool. I mean, between them and yeah. L.A., those are the two best pools coming. And some of those guys are going to make the leap this season. Those two teams are in a really good position. I'm not saying they're going to win a cup this year, but they're going to be competitive. They're going to be in the playoffs, I think. And, Alex, I don't know about you. I, I I mean, I'm guessing by your T-shirt you're wearing, you don't have much hope for the Blackhawks. But everyone's <sighs> telling me Stan's pretty busy, and they're going to be busy on the trade market.
1: The only thing uh, Alex yeah. wants uh, Stan to be busy is packing his bags from his.
0: Uh, office <laughs> in That's about yeah. yeah, well, no, if he, I mean, obviously, yeah, if he can make quality moves, I, like I said, you know, t- you know, everybody talk about, you know, Seth Jones or Dougie Hamilton possibly landing in Chicago. And and, and I, yeah, and 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 looking at you know, obviously there's. there's no, they got to finagle some things around for at least next year that, you know, cap space will open up as years move on. Uh, and obviously, like I said, with things shifting around, it doesn't seem like they're going to make as close of a, a playoff run like they did last year. So this is more of going to be kind of that rebuilding phase. They still have time and talent. Obviously, Taves, you know, coming back is going to be a, a good boost for them. So looking forward to that. And, and you know, if they could make a, some kind of a move, you know, to I don't know. You know, other than like said, Seth Jones, I don't really know what other kind of moves they can make. A, a number one goalie would be great. You know, I was I was kind of joking around with a friend the other day talking about. You know, it'd be cool to see if they can make a move where, you know, you think about Montreal. Obviously, Carey Price still has a, another couple of years left. But they need a goalie for the future. John Gibson more likely is going to want to get out of, out of Anaheim.
2: Yeah, and, he's going to go. Wonder there. wonder
0: if if you send Linkenin to Montreal. Allen and, and uh, Suban go to, to Anaheim and Gibson lands in Chicago, you know, because you, you swing a three-way trade like that. Obviously, there'll be some picks and some players, you know, to move around in that. But a three-way deal like that would be really awesome to see.
2: Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think Gibson gets moved. I really do. And I don't know if you saw, they just fired their minor league coach. They just got rid of Kevin Denine and hired uh, the minor league coach from Montreal, Joel Bouchard. Uh, so, clearly, they're – He's a developer, right? And right. that's where they're going. They're 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 willing to deal some of those contracts out of there right now because they just want to, you know, clean the cobwebs and start anew and 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 go forward from here. So that's that's a great name to keep an eye on. Yeah, and
1: Gibson's, you know, we're wasting his prime years in Anaheim. Like the team's yeah. rebuilding. Pittsburgh
2: Penguins, I think, would want him. He's a Pittsburgh kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some truth to that for sure. He would love, obviously, playing. Uh, for the uh, Penguins, if that is indeed the uh, case. And we know there's now goaltending question marks for them after uh, Tristan definitely. Jari, let's be honest, spit yeah. the bit and shit the bed uh, in that <laughs> playoff <laughs> series against the uh, New York Islanders. I still am nice frustrated about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, lots to get ex- – like I say, NHL doesn't sleep in the next few months. Even though this show ain't going to yep. be on every day for the next few months, there's still going to be a lot going on. Uh, and we're excited to cover it. Like I say, we'll will be covered for the expansion draft. We'll do an expansion draft recap show. We'll do an NHL draft recap show. We'll do a free agency uh, recap show. Any trades that go down during that time, we'll, t- we'll talk about them and give you our comments, our opinions, and our thoughts on those uh, as well. We will still be here periodically for the summer. But in terms of our everyday show, as we are about to uh, bring the curtain down on this final Edition of the ice guys the season finale edition and the season overall um, it has been an absolute blast it has been an absolute pleasure doing this show this season and for the first time with the hockey podcast network where we started in february midway through the season uh, moving to the hockey podcast network and the decision's been great you know the podcast downloads have been terrific we're approaching twenty thousand 000 uh, with those incredible numbers and people tuning in loyally. I'm seeing, I've seen so many of the same names and faces in our YouTube chat every day, uh, tuning into this show uh, seven days a week. And again, we can't thank you enough. We sincerely cannot thank you enough. We can't thank the Hockey Podcast Network enough from getting us out from obscurity, essentially, <laughs> behind the Patreon wall. And, and now back, uh, free to everybody, uh, thanks to them and the Hockey Podcast Network. And thanks to DraftKings as well, our sponsor, And we will mention them one last time here. Download that app. Sign up for that account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, Football season's right around the corner. One month away from NFL and college football. Uh, So make sure you support our sponsors who support the channel and the channel that supports the show. Uh, It all matriculates, if you will, from there. uh, Give DraftKings a look. Sign up for an account. Uh, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts. So download the DraftKings app, sign up for that account, use that promo code THPN. But it all comes back to all of you guys that watch and listen, watch the show every day, listen to the podcast, download the podcast every day. We cannot thank you enough. And look, as far as we're concerned, and Alex and Jimmy certainly will agree with me here, your family, this is a family right here, the Ice Guys. This is a community. This is, a, this is like a, our, we've built our own little town of hockey betting, if you will. We've built it from the ground up. We're all living in it. We're all, for the most part, happy and coexisting and getting along well. That's what it's all about, and that's what it's always been about. It's why when we did the BetCasts this year starting in the playoffs, we didn't just have the three of us. We said, you know, let's not do that. Let's bring on the viewers, the listeners, the heartbeats of the show, essentially, are you guys that support us uh, every single day, like, because look, we're the three guys on the show that are hosting and doing all the talking and driving the bus and giving you the content. But we wanted to make it so that the viewers and the listeners are part of the experience, and we do everything we can to help with that, bringing everybody on the Betcast with us, all our viewers, our listeners. It's just countless number of people. You know, it, we wouldn't be here without the Howie uh, feelings We wouldn't be here without Melissa Cunningham, Terry Edelman. And it goes without saying, uh, all the people that have joined us uh, throughout the uh, course uh, of the year uh, on the BetCast, uh, tuning in every single day uh, on the show, Dylan Turner, Turnsy, I, I got to mention him because he's been one of our strongest followers as well. J Stone nine two, but we're uh, you know because you're on in the chat every day, you're watching and listening every day. But damn it, man, we need you on the Betcast next year. We gotta you gotta come on and join us. I mean, fi- figure out those technical snafus, my man. Uh, let's get you on that uh, Betcast with us uh, next year. And speaking of the Betcast, we're gonna have a lot more of them next year, including during the regular season, which will be fun because I think live bettings. Uh, 10 times even more profitable and fruitful in the regular season uh, than it is during the Stanley Cup playoffs because you got more games, more opportunities, stronger opportunities, quite frankly, uh, in the regular season. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, You guys make the show what it is. I can't also thank enough the many special guests we've had that have joined us on the show. I mean, just uh, we've had Vital Cote and Devin Didio Medi, you know, a grant Arnold and guys like that, that have stepped in and been special guests, you know, and, and, and throughout the course of the season, we, we appreciate them uh, quite. Adam Larson was a special guest for a couple of shows. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I know I'm, Uh, leaving out a couple and blanking on them, but special guests that joined us on the show. Uh, Clint, of course, joined us for uh, an episode. Uh, I'm glad he showed up in the chat because it reminded me Clint McLean was with us for uh, a special guest appearance or two. Of course, we have Melissa on as a special guest, the former uh, hockey players that have joined us on the show, and we're going to try to get more of them. I like the player perspective. So I'll be, you know, pounding the pavement, if you will, uh, in the off season. We're going to try to get more former players on the show uh, to get their perspective, especially ones that are interested in betting. And that's the common thread with Vital with Devin didi with Grant Arnold. And you go on with the players that we've had on the show. They're former players. They know the game. They played the game. But they're into betting. They're betting right now. They're betters on a regular basis. And we like that. We want people that are into what we're into. And that's betting on hockey and the NHL from a betting perspective. So lots more of that where it came from. Uh, yes, Brett Sontag as well. There you go. He's been involved in hockey for a very long time. Uh, and he's into that as well. Uh, Calvin pepper. I mean, it goes on. And now they're all flooding back all the guests we've had. Uh, but we just had a bunch of them and, uh, yes. And we're going to try to get a lot more special guest, uh, uh, contr- uh contributions to the show, uh, next season uh, as well. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. So that's basically everything I wanted to say. I mean, this has been a great season. I think there's a lot of excitement, uh, ahead a lot of great times ahead we can't wait for a full season with the hockey podcast network next year and i will guarantee it right now next year, season at some point there will be a ice guys meet and greet we will do some kind of on the road uh meet and greet on the road uh road show road party if you will get together whatever you want to call it We will make it happen at some point next year, probably be in the, I would think uh, more toward the spring of 2022, you know, regular, late regular season playoffs, the weather's starting to warm up. That would be probably the ideal time, Uh, but definitely, you know, early part of the first half of next year, we're aiming to do some kind of ice guys get together, ice guys shindig on the road and boy, is it ever going to be a lot of fun? And certainly all of our viewers and listeners uh, would be invited to that. So again, from the bottom of my heart, I can't thank all of you enough. I can't thank my colleagues enough. Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy on a daily uh, basis joining me. Uh, look, I know uh, this season, has been a, it's been a long season. Uh, Alex has had some physical complications at times. So has Jimmy at times. We understand that. But uh, they, they, they fight tooth and nail uh, to do this show as often as possible. Uh, and I'm looking forward to working with both of them once again next season uh alex uh as we are about to sign off for the final time this season uh, the floor is yours for some final words
0: yeah i mean it's you know like it's been an incredible season and you know like i said the run has gone you know quite long despite the fact that we only had a, a 56 games you know schedule and uh the postseason but like i said you know it goes back to the playoffs last year and everything kind of running into one another but Uh, it's been a tremendous run i you know got to thank you guys first and foremost obviously you know it's it's, it's always a blast working with you guys Ian, we've been working together going on 10 years now uh and you're the captain of the show you put this whole thing together and so uh always appreciative of of you having me on the show and and being a part of it jimmy same thing you know working with you has been an absolute blast love you know getting your perspective on a daily basis you know you're in the locker room too you know getting that inside scoop that uh, you know, most bettors don't have the, op- the option to get all the time. You know, the reading stuff and being on Twitter, but but getting it firsthand, it, it's invaluable and just an awesome person to be to be around and work with. So, hoping to get to officially meet you in person at some point, except like when we do our, our road meet and greet. But uh, it's always always a good time with you guys. So, I want to thank you guys tremendously and thank everyone who's watched us. If you've downloaded the podcast, you've watched the show, you've been a Patreon supporter uh we can't thank you enough emily like i said on twitter the other day we wouldn't be shit without you guys this this show runs because you guys watch us and listen to us and interact with us on a daily basis so uh we're extremely grateful and appreciative of of that Uh, and you know you guys make this a a fun thing to do every single day uh like i said the bet cast that we started doing have been a, a lot of fun cannot wait to do those during the regular season like i said when we have more games and there's more to talk about more opportunities to bet live Uh, I think that's going to just only grow, uh, you know, our brand even further. Big thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network. Like I said, you know, one day I get a random DM on on Twitter, and, you know, next thing you know, it blows up into this great opportunity that we have to, to, you know, be on this platform and, and, and grow, you know, to different podcast forms and, you know, being on the show and, you know, doing the simulcast with the Hockey Podcast Network and having DraftKings as a sponsor. Big thanks to them as well for all that they've done uh it, it's just been been absolutely awesome this is you know it's already it's already fun watching hockey betting on hockey every day but when you add all these components to it it just makes it that much sweeter so just want to thank everybody and uh like i said thank all the special guests who've had to come in like i said i've you know missed uh, uh quite a bit of time during the season but you know everybody that's been able to fill in on my behalf and jimmy's behalf at times a big thanks to them as well so uh you know like i said looking forward to the break getting a little bit of rest but um, definitely looking forward to recharging and being ready for the 21-22 season. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. And, uh, you know, we're just happy to have everybody that's along for the ride continue to, to ride along with us.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well said. Uh, it's been a great season. I think the best is yet to come. We've got a lot of great years uh, ahead. Uh, And we are definitely looking forward to it. And look, Jimmy uh, Murphy is a very busy guy. We'll uh, get his final words in a second. Uh, He's a media man. He's writing articles. He's on the beat. You know, he's got his little girl, Maddie, of course. Um, and so uh, sometimes he couldn't join the show. But you know what I'm going to miss over the summer? I'm going to miss that shitty reception from his car when he's trying to <laughs> join the show. Uh, from his, like, oh, it's like, and then all of a sudden, I hear his voice, and it gets loud. It's like, it's like, it's <laughs> like whoa, it got loud all of a sudden. Whoa where did that come from oh yeah. man that, that's 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 one of the nice little staples of the show it's like you know it's the ice Jimmy guys. on the mass Jimmy pike calling in from his car on the mass pike, yeah. Well, uh, jimmy's uh, pike again. Yeah. yeah yeah oh man uh that's one of the many great staples of the show jimmy's uh, yeah. shitty car reception from calling in uh on the uh, ice guys show uh awesome Awesome. Uh, Jimmy, uh, final words from uh, you before we shut this thing down.
2: Yeah, well, for, I mean, first off, guys, I, like I said, you know, I tweeted, yes, it, it's it's an honor to work with you guys. And I consider you good friends now as well. And I can't wait to meet you guys. I can't wait till we can do this in person sometime next year. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's uh, once again, it's been a wealth of experience for me. I'm learning the ins and outs a little more uh, that you guys teach me and, and, and the perspectives. And, obviously, you guys have so many unique, different approaches to how you look at a game and how you dissect it i know you're crediting me from the media standpoint but i i I appreciate what i learned here because i actually can use it in my job too i mean it just gives you a different perspective and that's one of the greatest things about doing this show with you guys is to have that perspective and as far as everyone here in the you know in the chat room uh, it's great to have these regulars here you're writing it's just like a little community it's cool you know it's like our own little pub we're hanging out it's like cheers and Everyone knows their name, and uh, it's it's been fun. It really has, and it's been fun kind of interacting with a lot of you guys on Twitter as well and uh, just kind of extending it beyond this show, uh, which is fun. So I appreciate your support there. I appreciate your support here, and I'm really looking forward to a great season, guys. I, I think it's going to be exciting, but like you, you said, Ian, uh, the fun's only just starting. It's going to get crazy busy probably right after, I'd say, uh, a week from this Sunday. It's going to get really busy, so We'll keep tracks of that, and I'll come on here. And whatever I know, I'll let you guys know, and uh, let's get it on.
1: Absolutely, and it'll be here before you know it because the offseason's even shorter with the uh, Stanley Cup final ending in early July. So the next NHL season will be here before you know it. Before we uh, sign off, a reminder, we're having a break. We need a break. God knows we need it for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but we will be back. Throughout the summer, periodically, we will have an expansion draft recap. show. that will probably be the first one we do is a recap show following the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken in a few weeks. Um, And then we'll do, I think, a hybrid draft recap uh, and, of course, free agency uh, recap show. And and just really have a good idea of what these rosters are going to look like going into our season. That's really when we can make even more informed futures. Uh, opinions you know on the futures board after free agency and we're going to know what these rosters look like for all uh, 31 nhl teams uh, going into a uh, next season and i'm excited of course we got a brand new franchise starting play next season the seattle kraken so it's an exciting season coming up can the tampa bay lightning three pete uh, it would be something monumental and special if they do Lots to be excited about going into next season. And with that in mind, we are shutting this thing down for the final time this season, right here uh, on the ice, guys. Uh, thank you again to everybody a million times over viewers, listeners, the Hockey Podcast Network, DraftKings. And by the way, with sports betting, single game betting, legal in Canada, I know DraftKings is going to be a player in the Canadian betting market uh, as well. Uh, so that is great news uh, to hear that as well. Uh, we thank the sponsors, THPN our viewers and listeners, Alex and Jimmy, for being alongside uh, multiple years now. Uh, This has been another great season, and we're looking forward to more. Uh, Thanks to everyone for supporting, and we can't wait for next season. For Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy, one final time, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great summer, uh, and thank you a million times over for joining us all season long right here uh, on the Ice Guys. We'll see you again next season for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Ice Guys out.